Arizona sports goes local. It's Arizona Sports Saturday, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Hey, thanks for checking out Arizona Sports Saturday this afternoon. Steve Zinsmeister, Mitch Bereldis with you up until 12.30 for Cardinals pregame. Yes, we have a Saturday Cardinals preseason game. And for more coverage of the Cardinals, we turn to our pal Tyler Drake. He's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. What's up, Ty? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're as good as we can be before a preseason game. Yes, uh, exactly I'm, that. I'm trying to figure out, hey, it's Ty. the last one. <laughs> I know. That's true. That's I know. True. It's the last one. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to learn during this game. What is it that oh. you are trying to pay attention to during this third preseason game where maybe we don't see very many players that we're excited about? Well, yeah, for me, I think is going to be no injuries. I think that's the big one. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of starters playing, if any. I think even Marco Wilson or Zayvon Collins is still a game-time decision from what Cliff said a couple days ago. Uh, but, yeah, I would just I would say that. Uh, Trey McBride, hopefully he can get a couple uh, catches and get some confidence there. But that's really, that's really about it. I, don't, I think they've got most of these spots figured out. And I think, for the most part, it's about getting the guys that are either on the bubble or not going to make the team, getting them some more tape for maybe another team to pick them up. So with that in mind, and you think that their roster is basically set, so do you think that Cody Ford was in their plans from the get-go when they traded for him? Like, oh, we need some help on the O-line, so we got to go get a guy and trade a fifth for him. Like, was do you think that was in the back of their minds? Because it kind of caught a lot of us by surprise. I think it's just the fact that the O-line has just been dealt with a lot of injuries lately, and I think that was the biggest factor going into it. I think... You know, Lasita Smith, uh, the rookie, was doing was doing really well. But I think at the end of the day, you want to get a veteran in there to uh, really take over that that backup guard role, or and and really depends on how Justin Pugh is. I mean, if Justin Pugh's uh, stinger, if if that's still dealing with the or he's still dealing with that through week one, they might have to roll him out as a starter. So I think it was a great uh, backup plan, if anything, and a security blanket and you know, the added benefit that he can play with Kyler. So, or that he's, that he used to play with Kyler in college. So I think, uh, I think the injuries uh, recently is, is the biggest factor going into why they made that trade, because let's be honest, cornerback is still probably one of the areas that they need to target the most. Talking with Tyler Drake, he's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. Something that I heard from John Gambadoro on this station just yesterday, Daryl Williams, he expects to be somebody that makes the 53-man roster. That's not super shocking. He's a guy who's had a 1,000 yards rushing in this league before, um, but we still haven't really seen a whole lot of him, and we haven't seen a lot of that running back room. That's very competitive. Does that mean that there will be five running backs on this team? Yeah, you know, that's that's the hard thing because I'll be honest, I did the roster prediction a couple of days ago and I had Keontae Ingram in the fourth spot and had Darrell Williams not making the team just uh, based on we haven't really seen a lot from him. And, you know, that could also be there to save him for the regular season. But at the same time, he's not a special teams guy. And, you know, I feel like it's been pounded into our skulls of how much these guys have to be special teamers on top of being able to do stuff uh, in the backfield. So, uh, I, I definitely think there's a possibility there could be five running backs, but it's still that's just ah, that that's you got to take away from another position, and I just don't know, especially with the injuries that the O line is seeing. I would feel like that extra position would or that extra spot would go towards adding another lineman. 
Okay, so you mentioned O-line, so I'll go back to the Cody Ford trade. Just from what you were able to gather, um, what what have we learned about Cody so far? What kind of a guy is he? Of course, we know the relationship with Kyler, but like, what else do we need to know about Cody Ford? Uh, you know, it's still early, but from what Cliff said, he told reporters that, uh, you know, he's he's picking stuff up. They were able to throw him in the first-team offense uh, when they had the joint practice with Tennessee, so that's a good thing, and you know, Ron Wolfley talks about how the dude is just a massive human being and just has a massive base, has the biggest base he's ever seen. So, yeah, good uh, word that there, base. Has, <laughs> yeah, that has to go a long way. That has to go a very long way. Um, so, you know, it's it. But you know, the thing is, is when you look at the when you look at the analytics of it, he doesn't have the greatest uh, track record. Track record, uh, you know, like pro football focus, which. I know probably all the offensive linemen listening are probably throwing stuff at the radio, but uh, yeah, not the greatest grades, but who knows? Maybe the change of scenery is what it, what he needed, and uh, we'll see. But from the early returns, it sounds like he's what they wanted and expected, and it sounds like they had an eye on him back when he was uh, coming out, too. How worried are you about the cornerback position? Because we've seen over the offseason they went and got Jeff Gladney, but then the unfortunate passing of him. They didn't really make a move to replace him. Uh, Marco Wilson has been exposed at times during games. Antonio Hamilton missing practice for weird reasons. How do you feel about cornerback going into the regular season? I mean, you can't feel good right now because the thing is, I mean, the last thing that Cliff said about Antonio Hamilton, who he named the number two guy for the time being not too long ago, was that we would all find out week one, basically on the injury report, what was going on with them. So that doesn't bode well because there's still, I mean, we're still quite a, a, a while away from getting to Sunday, so or to getting to week one. So that's something to definitely look out for. Marco Wilson's regression, it sounds like, that doesn't bode well. It sounds like he's the number three guy. And, you know, as as good as Byron, you know, is, is doing as, you know, the slot guy, it's still just they, they've got to get another guy. Josh Jackson has had his moments, but he's also had, his, you know, some down moments. And, you know, you got Christian Matthew, who looks like he could he could do something. He's got the he's got the length and, and really could be a mismatch, but he's got to get up to NFL speed. He's got to be consistent. Uh, and, and that's just, you know, that's just with more reps. So. They definitely, I think, need to go out and add another veteran. And I don't think it can be a guy that's just off the scrap pile from another team. I think they really need to look and see about adding a quality veteran to go with Byron, Antonio, and Marco just to make that, you know, that would solidify it in my eyes. Tyler Drake, he's our Arizona Cardinals insider, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Tyler, there's another name that we're not talking about a lot recently, and most of it is because he's been injured or not playing in the preseason because we know he's going to start. But Marcus Golden, he's there, but he's not really doing anything, and he's talked about as a toe injury. But from your outsider's perspective or your best guess, like what is, is Marcus Golden holding in? What's going on there? You know that's that's a tough one. You, you would you would think it's probably a little bit of a little bit of that and a little bit of probably just let's make sure you get to week one. So I would uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case that he is holding in. And that's the thing. I mean, look at his look at his contract. It, it's understandable. The guy's not making that much. And obviously, after leading the team in sacks last year, you, you would want to uh, you know get a little more a uh, little more money for for what you're putting out there. So. 
I could definitely see that. But I also wouldn't expect Marcus Golden to be the guy that's not going to go play a football game. I think he's going to go out there and give it his all. He's got the high motor. He loves playing in Arizona. But at the same time, you know, it's, it is a business, and you've got you've to go that way if that's what he's doing. I think the big story nationally that people are seeing about the Cardinals is the fact that Kyler Murray has been entrusted to call plays during preseason games. And at first, we all kind of joked about it. Oh, maybe they're trying to humble him a little bit. And then they did it again. And it's like, okay, what are we actually doing here? And I think nationally, people are looking at it like, okay, why are the Cardinals giving this power to their starting quarterback who's not even playing in the preseason? Are we going to see more of that today during the third preseason game? I mean, you would you would expect it. You would expect just to uh, keep the uh, keep the tradition going for this preseason. But I think you know, and I might be crazy, but I think at the same time, what if this is the the happy medium medium of hey, we're gonna take that study clause out, but you know, we're still gonna we're still gonna find a way for you to you know look at the plays a little differently or or call some more plays, and and just maybe that's that's the little. Uh, the light bulb that's going off and, and that's when he needs to, to just study a little more and, and figure it out. And maybe that's what's working. And, and who knows? It, it could be, that could be completely wrong, but I think him understanding more of the playbook and getting the plays out and, and kind of seeing that perspective is doing a lot more than I think people understand. What's wrong with Matt Prater? Why is he missing kicks? <laughs> hey, okay, a couple of those were, were pretty far. So, it, it, and Not the 33-yard extra points. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, that's true. True that, true that. You know, I don't know. Let's, that's something that uh Okay, how about, is, let uh, me ask a legitimate question then. Is this something that they should be concerned about heading into the cutdown day? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I wouldn't be. He's a veteran. I think if, if there was something wrong, I think they would already have figured out a solution. Uh, but let's, I mean, come week one, if he's missing like that again, there's obviously going to be more questions and I don't think it's an automatic, okay, he missed that. He's got to be gone, but it's going to be definitely somebody, something everybody's going to be watching, especially after the Zane Gonzalez experience not too long ago. Yeah. Is it bad that during extra points, I'm, I'm nervous, but when it's a 54 <laughs> yarder, I'm like, oh, he's got this. <laughs> that is, that's, I'm, yeah. It's like when you can hit the three pointer, but you can't make a layup. Right, exactly. You know, it's it's kind of sadly ironic. You mentioned Zane, or coincidental, I should say. You mentioned Zane Gonzalez. Apparently, he just suffered a groin injury that's slash significant and long term. So that's oh, not no. good for the former Cardinals kicker now with the Panthers. But either way. All right, last one I want to ask you, and it's kind of a, a thinker, so I apologize if it's too much. But I want to know about a guy that you've seen that you think is going to make this 53 that we are not talking about enough. Who is it? Oh, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that's why I'm here. We're not talking about enough. Hmm. I mean, we okay, so everyone's talked about Greg Dortch enough. Right. Everyone's talked about Andy Isabella enough. Uh, I guess maybe that one's probably a, <laughs> a, hot, a hot topic. It's but, a hot button topic, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, I think Victor Dimikagey. And I know that we've talked about him a lot, but... I think that's a guy that really came into this camp not having really a spot solidified. And I think his game really propelled him into a spot. It's all it's been is Dennis Gardeck, uh, Dennis Gardeck and Devon Kennard, the rookies and Cameron Thomas and my Sanders. And then it's Victor Dimikagey. I mean, outside of Marcus Golden, obviously, but I think he has really solidified himself as a guy that's not only going to help on special teams, but really can, 
you know, maybe come in and really contribute on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think a lot of people expected him to really be in that situation or in this situation right now. So he's really taken a huge step in my eyes. All right, Tyler, enjoy the game this afternoon. Thanks for uh, helping us get excited for a preseason game. <laughs> Anytime, guys. See ya. All right, man. That's Tyler Drake. He's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. And, and we joke about it, but I got to be honest with you. After watching the first half of the last it's preseason, a preseason game, game, at huh? halftime, I was like, do I really need to watch the rest of this? I mean, I have a radio show, so like, yeah, I kind of do. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to watch this. Look, we I, all I'm ha- not learning anything. We all have our reasons for watching preseason football. And more often than not, it's because we just love football. I'm not going to say the real answer. I'll say that off air. I'm just hoping that there's something exciting that happens during today's game. Me too. Let's get into that a little bit more. We do have an, a Cardinals preseason game on a Saturday. It's the final one of the preseason. What are we going to learn tonight? We'll tell you next on Arizona Sports Saturday. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Arizona Sports Saturday. It is Arizona Sports Saturday. Thanks for checking out the show this weekend. We're taking you up to 12.30 for Cardinals pregame. You only got a few to... more minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy. I'm going to try to Flew do my best by. for the next few minutes. Steve Zinsler. Well, you're going to do your Rildes. best now? I'm going to try now. <laughs> Starting now. Is that okay? Last few <laughs> At segments. At least you'll have tried. Yeah. Hey, we got a uh, third Cardinals preseason game today. There's only three now. Third so. and final. Right. So we got cutdowns that are quickly coming. And you and I were talking during the break, too, about probably our biggest concern. And Tyler Drake, our Cardinals insider, mentioned this as well. Mm-hmm. The cornerback situation. Yes. Because Byron Murphy's okay. I think he's going to get a contract extension at some point. He's, lo- he's solid. Marco he's Wilson, I think he's all right. He was a rookie last season. He got to play. He at least garnered some experience there. I don't feel super good about it, but he's at least in the I think mix. they're trying to avoid growing pains of a sophomore slump. They went and signed Jeff Gladney in the offseason, and he unfortunately passed away in the offseason. Far too young. Mm-hmm. And they never really did anything to supplement that happening. They never really no. went and found another player, another veteran specifically for that cornerback room. And now Antonio Hamilton has kind of worked his way into the Cardinals' favor and could be playing a key role in their defense. The only problem is, where's he been the last week? We don't know. Cliff Kingsbury knows. He doesn't really want to say anything. But he did emphasize there's not really a concern. Uh, no, no. He's still being evaluated um, right now. So the evaluation that he's referring to is he had a doctor's appointment, I believe was how Cliff phrased it the day before. But as a result of that, Hamilton didn't make the trip to Tennessee. So what's wrong with Antonio? Um, we'll let you know week one when we have to. When we wait, have wait, wait, wait. To. Say that again. Um, we'll let you know week one when we have to. Uh, week one is uh, September 11th, and the final day to release the injury report, I believe, would be the 9th. Yeah, listen, I get Cliff Kingsbury not wanting to show his cards before he plays them. But, at but the to s- emphasize my point, 27th is today. Yeah. We won't know about Antonio Hamilton at the latest until two weeks from now. I think that all along I've expected that the Cardinals would go out and at least sign a veteran cornerback to come in and kind of be competitive and try to, uh, on the one hand, you just want to compete with these guys who are already in-house. On the other hand, I'm like, they might need a starting cornerback from the market. And Tyler Drake told us in the last segment, you don't want it to be a guy who's off the scrap heap for another team. No. But at the same time, 
So we were listening during the commercial break. There was a good promo for the Burns and Gambo show, and they're talking about, you know, hey, uh, jokingly, they're like, hey, uh, Cliff's probably calling Steve Kime saying, can you just trade a draft pick for a cornerback? We need a cornerback really bad. And it made me remember back in 20, I think it was 16, right? 2016, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, after they had had some success with Antonio Cromartie opposite Patrick Peterson, they didn't have a second corner, and it was sometime in the preseason or very early in the regular season, they went and traded a conditional seventh-round pick. So basically your worst So basically pick. their last possible pick. For Marcus Cooper from the Kansas City Chiefs. He ended up going to the Pro Bowl that year. Ooh. Now, I'm not saying that you can just willy-nilly trade a seventh-round pick for a guy who's going to be in the Pro Bowl. You but, don't know that. But they happen, and they can happen. It can happen is my point. If you trade for the right guy. And I think at the time, Cooper, you know, he was probably in his mid-20s, later 20s. So he was at a ripe enough age and a good enough skill set that he would have been a fine compliment to Patrick Peterson. He was probably on his way out in Kansas City, and the Cardinals had a dire need, and they went out and filled it. And none of us looked at Marcus Cooper right out of the gate like, oh, yeah, this is this is the guy. This, is, this guy's going to the Pro Bowl. No. No, it worked out really well. And you can't just trade, you know, like I made the baseball analogy with you earlier. You can't just trade a player to be named later and expect him to go to the All-Star game. It just doesn't happen all that often. No, it does not happen all that But that's what happened with Marcus Cooper. So could Steve Kime theoretically go out and find a deal like that where he trades a fifth, sixth, seventh round draft pick in the upcoming draft or the one after that and grab a corner that's probably on his way out or his fourth or fifth on the depth chart with another team that's loaded? So I would feel a lot more comfortable if that decision came before August 30th. Okay, so for those, why. for those that are not privy, August 30th is the deadline for NFL teams to reduce their roster to their final 53-man roster. To your point about not wanting to get a guy off of the scrap heap of some other team's cut-down day, if you want to feel good about what the decision the Cardinals made, they'll do it before the 30th of August. Heck, they'll do it on the 30th of August. The decision just needs to be done that day. Because you know for a fact, it, and I mean, we saw this with Cody Ford earlier in the week. They traded a fifth rounder. You know for a fact, if your team is sacrificing capital for future years, they're making a commitment to now. And if you just go out and get a guy off the scrap heap for a veteran's minimum, hey, it might work out. It worked out for a guy that for a brief period of time was on the Cardinals practice squad in Russell Douglas, who then turned a great season with Green Bay into a five-year contract. But there's a lot more risk involved with that option versus with trading an asset for something that's more of a guarantee, right? And a youthful guarantee. Within the last couple of days, there are still some veteran cornerbacks who I believe are still available. Oh, there's a ton. Yeah, I saw um, Kyle Odegaard. He used to cover the Cardinals, um, he, or he used to work with the Cardinals covering the Cardinals. He tweeted out some free agent cornerback options the other day. He listed Joe Hayden, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Kevin King is a name that we've heard. Gambo's talked about the possibility of them wanting to bring him in, Xavier Rhodes. And Robert Alford is still out there, and that's an option. He didn't want to come back for the money they offered him, but he might be coming to the realization that he needs to take an opportunity. How about any of these four names? This is a story on our own website, ArizonaSports.com. Jordan Leandre, he picked four guys. Some you've already mentioned. Robert Alford. Yep. A.J. Bouye. Okay. Yeah. Kevin King, who's been tossed around a bunch as a guy that maybe the Cardinals should go out and sign if they wanted a sexy pick. And then Chris Harris Jr. I liked Chris in Denver. I did too. I liked him a lot. I did not like him with the Chargers. 
for more than one reason, but the he's he's slowing down a bit. That's kind of the concern. Money's always going to play a factor in this too, right? I mean, a lot of these guys still think they're top-notch cornerbacks. They want to get paid like top-notch cornerbacks. And they're just like waiting for a team to have a dire need. That team might be the Cardinals. But given the depth that this cornerback roster is, I'd feel a lot better about a guy who's proven and a hot commodity than someone who is just somebody else's second hand. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the show on this Saturday. Cardinals preseason game number three is on its way this afternoon. Cardinals pregame is next for Mitch Vareldis, for Trevor Henry behind the glass. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. You've been listening to Arizona Sports Saturday. Stay tuned. Cardinals pregame show is on its way.